Hey, welcome to another episode of Before It All Starts Again. Again, I am your host, Jason, and I want to thank you for joining me this week. I have a great show planned. I had a lot happen this week that I can't wait to share with you guys. And then um, I'm also going to open up the floor um, to, with a discussion topic that was sent to me by my good, dear friend, Serenix. So, yeah, um, let's get into this. Before I get into anything, I guess, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, if you ever want to reach out to me, I, I gladly welcome it. And you can reach out on Twitter at B, the number four, it all one. Or you can email me at B, the number four, it all at yahoo.com. And be sure to use the hashtag B for it all. Um, that way, you know, I can kind of follow any discussions and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Um, this week has been crazy since I talked to you last. Uh, work has picked up some, which is great. You know, I, I don't mind that at all. Um, this past Saturday, I went on my first kayaking trip. Um, I went to the local reservoir and I took my kayak. It was great. I was out there for about three hours. Um, I learned a lot. I got in it great. You know, it wasn't any problem. Um, I realized that the, that my tackle box, which is actually like a giant book bag, um, it's really cool. But I fastened that to the back of the kayak, but it's really hard to turn around and get fishing tackle out of it. So I, I have to figure out, um, I found some, we had some like Tupperware containers that would fit in a section of the kayak, like right in front of me. Um, so we got some like heavy duty Velcro and we're going to put it in there. And, um, the section that I want to put it in is this indention. So it'll fit, but also I have to be able to remove it because it has these notches into where you can reach into the kayak. Like if you're holding it on its side and you can hook your fingers in to hold it. Um, and it does help with that. So, you know, I don't want to block that off. So I had to, that's why we are doing the heavy duty Velcro. So when I'm out, I can hook it up, and when I'm done, I can remove it and have that notch free to move the kayak or pick it up. Um, but yeah, so I was stuck with kind of like the lures that I had on the two fishing poles that I have, which is fine. Um, you know, I would have liked to have a little bit more variety, but it's one of those things that I wouldn't have been able to with any other kayak. So it's not a design flaw of the kayak. It was just an experience that I had. Um but yeah, I fit, I found that out. I found out that on your paddle, um, you can get these drip guards and, and I did, but I didn't really know where to put them. And I found out a good spot, you know, it's maybe four or five inches, um, away from the end of where the paddle connects to the actual like fin, I guess, or whatever that thing is, the end of it. Um, but you put it about four or five inches that way as you're paddling water hits that and deflects off instead of falling in your kayak. Um, I knew that I knew, I knew that the drip guard protected the water from getting in your kayak, like from just dripping down the paddle, but I had it way up high, like basically wherever I would put my hands to paddle, they were right outside of my hands. Um, and that just didn't work because the water would have got water was getting in to the kayak. So, you know, I, I just fixed it and it solved the problem. Um, Let's see, what else is there? I also found out that 
your your cable for your anchor um, the rope for it can get tangled up really easily as you're pulling it in and out of the water so you need to kind of situate that better which I did <laughs> um, and yeah you know I mean it was just stuff that you know it, it was fine I had um, these plugs in the canoe so it you know there was no extra water that got in um, I, I kayaked all over the place and it was it was so much fun it was so nice and it was so relaxing like as you're as you're going through the water and you're seeing kind of like the water split like at the end of the kayak it's it's amazing it's amazing um and i actually i actually caught something like it was re i caught a couple small ones um that were just easily thrown back um but i caught something that was really big and it was I, at first, I thought I had like snagged a log, and then um, I I had my kayak anchored, and I was pulling it, and I, my kayak wasn't moving at this point. Like I was pretty good, um, and I think it was just because the anchor was was down, and the rope that I had tied off for the anchor was was pretty you know taut. It was it was it was out, and it was fully extended so it wasn't I wasn't going to move unless I was going back towards the anchor um but I'm I'm pulling my pulling this line in and and I stop and I'm like man did I did I snag so I just stop because one of the things you do is you stop and if the line stays where it is then you know you've caught you've snagged something you've snagged like a log or any something underwater but if it moves and you know you have a fish um, and I did, and the rod started moving, like, and going right and left and stuff. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm sitting there pulling, 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 and I am just not making any headway. And my kayak starts rotating, um, not like rotating, like to flip over, just turning because this thing is pulling. Um, and so I'm trying to use the tension to keep my kayak, like if I, if I put it down and like, to the right or something, you know, it'll, it'll, the kayak will twist a certain way and stuff, but I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't keep fighting it. So I ended up having to kind of wrap the line around my hand and, um, I have some fingernail clippers and I use some fingernail clippers to clip the line because I just couldn't keep fighting this thing. Um, so I don't know what it was, but it was, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that, that happened. Um, but yeah, I was out for, you know, I got out there at maybe nine in the morning. I didn't leave till a little after 12. So I was there for a good three hours. Um, I was, my wife had texted me and it just so happened. I, I was in a spot where I could get text messages. So I, I looked at my phone and I was like, okay, she's, um, she was having a real bad headache and needed, um, so needed me to pick up some migraine medicine. So I was like, you know, I've been out here for a few hours. Let me go and paddle back. So I paddled back to the dock. Um, now to get out of the dock, it actually, they have a place that you can set your kayak in and you can, um, sit down and, you know, you use your paddle to, um, like the actual piece, or you can use your hands to, um, push yourself out, like, and slide into the water. And it was awesome. 
because it makes it real easy. But you can't use that to come back in, like, and connect to the dock and then get out of the kayak. So what you do is you have to pull up to the dock and, you know, you basically prop yourself um, there and you get, you get out into the, on, you basically just scoot your butt over to the dock. Um, well, I was, I was doing that and I was like, you know, I need some space I can put my feet out with. Um, so I put my paddle on the dock and I put, I put like, um, I put a couple like the fishing rods down there, you know, so I figure when I get out, I can, I have a clearer way to get out. I'm undoing some tethers that I have because I kept everything tethered to the kayak. That way, if, if it flipped or if anything happened, everything would, could be retrieved. So I finished untethering something. I noticed I, I have floated about six, five or six feet away from the dock. So I can't, I can't paddle because my paddle is already on the dock. So I'm just stuck there. And I'm like, um, I try to use my hands to like, you know, paddle my, paddle myself back towards the, the dock, but that wasn't working. So I was like, I don't know what to do here. So I look down and I see that the water is like three feet deep at this point because it's right by the dock. It's right by the launch. So I was like, screw it. Just put my feet over and hopped out of the kayak. So it's up to like my waist and I just walk it back over and, you know, and I do that because I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't waste my day drifting and it'd be really embarrassing. It's less embarrassing for me to just jump out and, and do it. So I did that. Um, and that was fun. That was an adventure. Uh, I wish I'd have caught more, but it's okay. Um, being out on the water was amazing though. And I can't wait to do it again. Uh, there was only a couple things like I had installed um, some handles on the side and one of the handles broke, but it wasn't like, it was really weird the way it broke. Like, um, it was just the plastic inside where you screw it. So basically, um, you know, my wife and I looked and she's like, oh yeah, we just need to get a washer and put it over there and then screw it back. That way it's not it's not pulling on the plastic, that little plastic indention and which makes perfect sense. So we're going to do that. We're going to get some like stainless steel washers and, and do that and deal for all the pieces that way it won't. And, um, my kayak, if I put the seats down, it can actually fit in my van, like in the inside, but it'll cut, it'll take the whole side of the van. Um, I put them up on top of the roof and I tied it down, which was fine. It gets kind of heavy when you're, when you've been paddling all day, but, um, I did that, but just where I have like these, they're called anchor cleats and they're basically these big kind of like, they look like a, um, a pie symbol basically. And you wrap your cord for your anchor and stuff around it and it helps keep it secure while it's down. But, um, while those are there, you know, you put your kayak up and those will hit the, the, um, metal pieces on top of your van, you know, like the, on the loading rack and it can pull on them, you know, as you're driving. So I think I'm just going to put it inside the van for now on. And it's just less, it's just less mess with that. Um, and it's probably easier overall 
because only one person kayaks, so it would just be me anyway. And if I get them in, I don't have to hoist it above my head. I just basically set in in the back and slide it forward. So, you know, I think it's a win-win. And when you pull it out of the water, it ends up drying pretty fast because I'm going to go out on nice days. So, yeah. Um, but there's that. There's my kayak adventure. I was, I was super excited about it because I've been... I have been wanting to get out on the water and you know I love the house I'm in now it's it's a, a wonderful home I don't have any problems with it um, but you know I'm, I'm gonna move someday and I'm gonna get a piece of property with a lake on it or a pond or some kind of waterfront that I can I can go fishing anytime and I can pull my kayak out and even if it's just you know a little half acre pond or something you know I'm gonna go out in the middle of it with the kayak I don't care <laughs> do something um but yeah that happened and you know this week um you know work kind of went up and down you know just stuff coming in and finishing up projects and there's a whole lot that's happening um we haven't hit the busy season yet uh so you know that's fine um I actually took yesterday and today off um, my, my wife wanted to go to Monticello, um, which is about two, two and a half hours away. Um, I've never been there. We went on a school trip once, but I wasn't able to go. Um, both of my parents worked and you had to get there super early and it would be super late when you got back. Um, and you, I mean, we just, we just couldn't do it. It was, it was expensive at the time. Um, my parents just weren't in a place to do it and it wasn't so much just me but when my brother got off of out of school um, you know like he would need help too so it's, it's just one of those things where um, and I think I think my brother was around then um, I don't know I don't know for sure about that part but um, but I mean it just it just didn't work and I don't have any animosity it's, it's fine um, but, you know, out of that school trip, there were like, there's like, say, 150 people in, in that class. Um, like 10 of us didn't go. So it was, it was a really easy day. <laughs> um, so it wasn't any big deal. But we went and it rained. It rained all day um, on Wednesday. But it's okay. It was still fun. We went and we had a good time. Um, it was real interesting because we went for lunch at the cafe they had there and their lunch was they had these sandwiches and subs there that were anywhere from 10 to $12 um, for, for like a, and the subs were like a six inch sub. Like it, it, it was crazy. 10 to $12. But then they had these fresh made quiches and it was like ham um, onion, gruyere cheese. It was awesome looking. And they were good sizes and they were only $8.50. So I'm like, well, screw this. I'm getting a quiche. So I got this big quiche and it was super delicious. Um, if you guys go to Monticello in Charlottesville, Virginia, I recommend getting the quiche because it's worth every bit of the $8.50 that you would pay. And I can tell you the subs were maybe worth three or four dollars that you paid twelve dollars for. So take that for what it is. Um, the quiche was awesome. But 
Yeah. Uh, so we, we did that. Um, we learned a lot. And then we went, you know, we checked into our hotel. And the hotel is this, um, it's called the English Inn. It's not a chain hotel. And it's, it was really nice. It looks like this old, um, basically an old English Inn. Like it was, it's really cool. And, you know, we got in and the guy um, that checked us in, you know, he served us tea and coffee and cookies and stuff. So that was cool. Um, their breakfast was like legit, you know, bacon, sausage, um, potatoes. They had scrambled eggs that were real eggs. They, um, it wasn't like the, you know, the powder mix kind of thing that they do sometimes. Um they made homemade sausage gravy and biscuits. They had pancakes that were delicious. Um, you know, I mean, they just had a bunch of stuff there. And, you know, you went in and they they, they were there and they were like, you know, what would you like? We can't, we can't let you get buffet style, but you tell us what you want and we will, we will be more than happy to put it in a, in a styrofoam container for you. So we're like, okay, you know, we told him and. He offered to get us coffee and juices and stuff, and we were good at that point. And it was it was wonderful. Um, and then this today we went to Montpelier, which was I think they said about 40, 45 minutes maybe away from Charlottesville. Um, so we went there. That was that was okay. It was it was weird. It's the home of James Madison. And it was just a lot of walking trails. Like in the past two days, I have walked about 12 miles. So my steps were definitely in there. Um, it's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, let's see what else. Like, you know, I mean, there were just so many trails to walk. So that's all we did all day was walk trails. Um, and let me let me switch back to last night because that's all the historical stuff. Um, Charlottesville was cool. I've never actually been in Charlottesville for any decent amount of time. Like I, I passed through it. Um, you know, I went and visited someone, but it was literally we picked them up and we left. Like it wasn't anything big. Um, so I, I have no idea. And I've I've been to um, some friends' churches over there before. But um, this one was cool. We went and a friend of mine suggested, uh, my friend Sirnix actually, he suggested um, to check out the, some art park. So I looked it up and it's called the Ix Art Park, but it's I-X Art Park. Um, it's this old textile factory that they, they basically took over. Um, they have some exhibits and stuff inside, but they cost money and it's, you, know, you need a ticket for it. But then they have all the stuff outside that's free so you can wander around. So we wandered around. Um, and it was it was just really cool. It's just really psychedelic artwork everywhere. Um, it's it's so hard to describe. They took pairs or they took a set of steps and you know they painted like piano keys. Uh, there was a giant metallic gorilla um, and he wore he wore a mask, so you know he was safe. Um, there was a giant like it looked like it was made out of like scrap metal but it was a it was in a giant face or a head um so that was really cool like i mean there's just all these little weird things there and it was just amazing to see because 
it was a place where creativity lived. Like, you know, you couldn't, it, it, some stuff had meaning, some stuff may not have had like a deep meaning, but it was just really creative, all of it. So it was cool. And then we went to um, this place called Noodles and Company or the Noodle Company. Um, we don't have one of those in Roanoke, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, but we went there. Uh, my wife got like some Korean spicy noodles. Um, my son got spaghetti and meatballs because that's what he wants to do. Um, my daughter got orange chicken lo mein, and I got the steak stroganoff, which I absolutely love stroganoff. Um, so I'm going to learn how to make stroganoff. may not be authentic. It may be a cheap version, but I'm going to learn how to make it regardless because I need stroganoff in my life. And Hamburger Helper stroganoff is awesome, but at the same time, it's not the same as the Noodle Company stroganoff, and I'm sure it's not the same as homemade stroganoff. And I made homemade stroganoff about 20 years ago when I first met my wife, or a little bit less than 20 years ago, about 18 years ago. Um, it was actually one of the first meals I made for, so I wanna learn how to make it um, again. Because, yeah, because um, it's great. And I love my wife. So, <laughs> um, but we did that. Um, let's, let's go back to today. I'm, I'm sorry for going back and forth, but, you know, it's just all telling stuff as it is. Um, we went to this one place called, um, like, Edible Landscapes. And it's this giant greenhouse and nursery um, for plants. And... They had things like, I mean, they had kiwi trees, they had lemon trees, orange trees that you could plant. And um, so my wife got like a lemon tree in freaking Virginia. And we found out that they can actually grow and, and do okay here. But, the, you know, you can keep them in a pot, like, but like a giant pot, but you can grow them like that um, to protect them from the elements. And, and you missed them and stuff. And um, she got some a muscadine grape vine, which... Okay, I, I can dig grapes. So, yeah, she got all this stuff, and it was it was absolutely wonderful. It was really cool. My son was kind of being difficult at the time, so I had to stay in the car with him because, yeah, um, because that's what that's what a parent needs to do sometimes. Sometimes, like I wish I could have seen it. So I missed out on the greenhouse. Even though I don't have a big interest in it, it was interesting to check out someplace new. Um, and that's exciting to me, but I can forego it and sacrifice um, if, you know, if it means, you know, not making a scene in front of everyone with my son. So, <laughs> it is what it is on that. It's And it's okay. Um, but yeah, we went to some brewery. Brewery. I still can't say the word brewery um, from my drunken episode. But um, we went there and had these burgers, and they were great. I kind of wish I got in the barbecue, but um, the fries were insanely good. The fries were amazing. It's called Blue Mountain Brewery. So check it out if you have a chance. Um, but yeah, but that's been that's been my trip. It's been a lot. Um, a lot of adventures and I love adventures but um, last week I got this email from my good friend Sirnix and he said 
you know, what are some things that you could do as a child or as a kid when you were younger? And kid is arbitrary. You know, you can still be 23 years old and be a kid. Um, you know, that you can't do now that you're an adult. You know, and there's there's definitely a, a mind shift um, when you are, you know, when you consider yourself a kid versus when you consider yourself an adult. Like, there's there are 20-something-year-olds that, if you look at them, there's they're still pretty freaking childish. Um, and it's just because, you know, a lack of responsibility. They, they may not live on their own. They may not have a lot of their own bills. Um, they might get by, you know, working a part-time job and, you know, just not a lot of responsibilities, you know? And I mean, that's what it is, you know? Um, they may not have a family. Um, it's just stuff like that, you know? Like, there, there are plenty of people like that. And there's nothing wrong with it because there's a freedom in it. Um, but then, you know, when you have to buckle down because you have a house payment and you also have cell phones and you have to have, you know, your internet bill paid. You have to have a Netflix subscription paid. You have to have water bill and gas bill and, you know, all this other stuff. You, I mean, everything has to get done. You have insurance. You have... Um, just a million and a half things and they all need to get paid last week. That's when, that's kind of when that adulthood comes in and sucks the life out of you. But, um, so, he asked me, what are some things you could do, um, as a, as when you were younger, but you can't do now? And he gave a really good example. It was really fun. Um, when he was younger, uh, you know, he was, he went to a, concert for like a kiss cover band um and in that he ended up um he ended up meeting them and hanging out with them and just kind of you know shooting the shit and just doing whatever and they invited him on tour with them um because they were they're pretty i guess well known or um you know they're pretty good and everything so he was a big Kiss fan. He thought it was awesome. So he just is like, yeah. So the next day, you know, like job be damned, you know, responsibilities be damned. Didn't matter because he had like the disposable income. He didn't have a lot of responsibilities. I don't know if he was still living with his parents or not. You know, that's none of my business. So it's just he was able to do it. And he ended up going out on tour for him for a little while. Um, I think he said it was like a week or two. Um and maybe it was longer. I, I don't remember because he sent it to me like maybe Friday or Saturday or maybe it was Monday. But I was also getting ready for the trip too. So my mind wasn't fully, my mind was listening to him, you know, and I was taking it in. But I wasn't committing everything to every detail to memory. Um, but yeah, he went he went on tour with him um, and helped him out and stuff. And that was awesome. And you can do that when you're, when you're younger, but you know, not when you have, not when you have a full-time job, not when you have bills and when you have stuff that has to get done. Um, so I was thinking, you know, what are some of the things that you could do? I asked my wife and she gave me a wonderful answer because she is a wonderful person. Um, as soon as I asked, what are some things you could do when you were younger, but you can't do now? She immediately, I mean, like without hesitating i wonder if her and sarenix plan this out but she says i i used to be able to get my butt wiped for me for free so <laughs> you know 
Oh, so it's like, you know, when you're a baby, you know, that people wipe your butt. And that's okay. You don't have to worry about it. Um, now you have to do it on your own. But hopefully you live long enough to where other people will wipe your butt for you so it comes full circle someday. Um, and so is the circle of life, I guess, of, of butt wiping. Um, unless you get the three seashells. I can't believe she doesn't know how to use the three seashells. But, um, and if you know where that reference is from, let me know. Twitter is B, the number four, it all one. Or you can email me directly at B, the number four, it all at yahoo.com and use a hashtag B for it all. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what was that reference from for the three seashells? Um, what are, what are some things that you could do um, before? Like when I was in college, um, you know, and if I didn't have classes, which I'll be honest, my second year of college, I, I was really stupid and didn't go to a lot of my classes. Um, but that's another story. But, um, but you know, could randomly go on road trips. I remember um, chatting with this one girl in D.C. or in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area. And I remember just like, I was like, oh, it was like three or four hours. What are you doing tonight? And I just got in my car and left. And the next morning, I think I called out of work um, for a sick day or something, you know. At that time, I was a dishwasher and a line cook at a local restaurant. So I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't come in later today. I'm sorry, I'm not feeling good. And I was calling from D.C. So, you know, um, it, it is what it is. Um, I remember days where I could literally eat like crazy without any side effects. And when I say any side effects, I don't just mean gaining weight. I mean heartburn, indigestion, um, weird messed up dreams. Um, I could literally, I mean, I could, I remember one time, um, we had a Taco Bell near me and I could go and they had like chalupas for like a dollar each or something. And I, I went with the, like a $10 bill and got like $10 worth of chalupas. And I'm just sitting there driving around at night, eating them, laughing my ass off because it didn't matter. Um. Because that night I went to bed and I went to bed full and happy and I didn't have any repercussions. If I tried to do that now, I would have heartburn. I'd probably be in the bathroom the next day a lot. Um, I'd probably gain, let's see, a chalupa is approximately, let's say, let's say half a pound. Um, let's, let's just say generously, three quarters of a pound. So 0.75, I had 10, that's seven and a half pounds worth of chalupas, I would have probably gained about 30 pounds. <laughs> so, you know, just by multiplying it by four. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have had heartburn. I, you know, it's just, I could do that stuff back then. I can't do it now. In fact, I have to watch like what time it is. Um, because if I have coffee too late at night, I'll, I'll have heartburn, um, in the evening. You know, and it'll give me weird messed up dreams. So I have to like stick to decaf after like 7-ish, 7.30-ish. Um, I could also stay up much, much later. And it wasn't like a bedtime or anything. It was just, I had the energy. I had a roommate in college. That he He's a Japanese guy. His name is Sasa. And I love him like a brother. We still chat every so often on Facebook. Um... 
because he is living in Japan again. Uh, but there was a time where he was playing a video game called StarCraft on the PC. And he literally played for, I believe it was 48 straight hours. Um, he played throughout the evening. He played the next day and the next night. I literally, he would, if he had to go to the bathroom, he would set something up. Um, like to construct, run, and do it real quick, come back. And, he, I mean, he just kept playing. It was crazy. Um, I cannot do that. Like, I'll be honest with you guys. It's Thursday night that I'm recording this. And it is currently 10.05 Eastern Time. And when I'm done with this, I'm brushing my teeth and I'm going to bed. I can't do this. Um, but, you know... Back when I was younger, I could. I, I remember watching the sun come up the next day and then going to bed like the next night, you know, like it was fine. Um, general mischief. I could I could have general mischief. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to get into details about everything I did because not everything is was necessarily legal and or socially acceptable. <laughs> but there, there were adventures, it's just general mischief, nothing, nothing too bad, hopefully, but nothing that great either. Um, but you know, you could do that. Now there's, you know, when you have a family and when you have, you know, all these extra responsibilities and people relying on you for stuff, it's really hard to do that. So what are some of the things you could do when you were younger? Like, that's what I want to know. Let me know. Um, be the number four, so be for it all one on Twitter, hashtag be for it all, or be for it all at yahoo.com. Let me know. Let's have this conversation. Let's continue it. I would love to actually continue it next week. Um, but who knows what we'll talk about because I, I don't yet. I have no idea what I'm talking about next week. Um, but everyone, I'm going to head out. Everyone be safe, be happy, be smart. Be blessed, and if you're not smart, don't get caught, okay? All right, sounds good. Everyone take it easy. Bye-bye.